Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Nicole Carpenter. Nicole is a speaker, an author, and a very popular blogger, especially among moms. And Nicole has brought a fresh view to some things that a lot of people are trying to figure out, and that has to do with keeping the balance between work and family and keeping the priorities straight. And Nicole, I think you've done an excellent job of that. And I am thrilled to have you with me at Live on Purpose Radio today. Welcome. Thank you so much. It is so good to be with you here today, Dr. Paul. I'm just excited. Well, I'm excited as well. And you know that I've been hunting you down for a while. (laughs) Yes. Actually, we we have been playing hard or, um, it's been tough to get together, that's for sure. Well, I've we run into each other all the time, either through the National Speakers Association or more recently, you and I were both involved with uh, the First Lady of Utah puts on a, a parenting conference called Uplift Families. And you've been a big part of that movement as well through your yes. blog and organization and and uh, so we run in the same circles a lot, but this is the first chance we've had to actually sit down and talk. Yes, and I'm happy to be here. So, Nicole, your website is called Mom Entity, and uh, you've got a blog there. You've got some other resources, uh, primarily for moms. Can you tell us a little bit more about where that's coming from? What what is it that uh, lit you up about this and that you're trying to accomplish with your readers? Absolutely. Well, I love to help overwhelmed women, particularly moms, find their identity in motherhood. And that's where mom entity comes from. I love to help them embrace the things that are important to them and make time for those things that are most important. Uh, I haven't always been good at that. In fact, still every <laughs> day, it's a struggle. I know, I know. <laughs> so I'm not perfect at this, but I had an experience in 2012 where I spiraled into kind of a dark place. And um, it, it came from the fact that I was raising four kids, five years old and younger. So I had, my last pregnancy was a, sw- a set of twins. So, um, that was unexpected, (laughs) not something that I planned. And I didn't realize how, um, devoting myself to motherhood, which is exactly what I wanted to do. And I was so grateful that I had that opportunity, but what I didn't realize is how devoting myself to motherhood would deplete me as a person and how, uh, how difficult that would be to make it through every single day, let alone the entire month and then the year and then the years. So when the Mm. twins were about 18 months old, um, I could finally breathe, you know, they were sleeping a little bit better. They were on a schedule and I had a moment to step back and to look around and to look at this 
this life that I'd created and I had these beautiful kids and I loved them and I did have a supportive husband and I did have friends, but despite all those things, I felt miserable. I felt disconnected from my spouse. I felt lonely, even with family Mm. close and friends. And I just really needed to make some changes. And so that's how mom entity came to be. It's based on the six principles the six things that I did to change my life around. And I just realized when it worked for me that I wanted to share those things with other people too, other struggling moms. Oh, and thank you for sharing your story with us, Nicole, because what, what a common theme that is. Even when on the surface, and you, you kind of described this on the surface, it looks like everything should be fine. Right. Yep. And yet there's this this emotional experience that sometimes takes us off guard, kind of hits us sideways. And as you described this, so you had four kids under the age of five mm-hmm. and found that your whole life was being consumed with this and you kind of lost track of yourself in the process. Yeah. So walk us through it. What what works? What are those principles that helped you to get back on track and that you think would be beneficial for our listeners to hear? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I, I knew I was miserable and I knew that it was up to me to make changes. You know, for a while you try to put the blame everywhere else. Mm. Um, my, you know, my husband just doesn't understand me. These kids are just, um, so they're so stressing me out. And then finally you get to that point where you realize, no, this is up to me. And I'm allowed to be happy and I'm, I'm allowed to make the changes to be happy. So, um, I remember one night I'm a writer, as you Mm -hmm. know, we've talked about that through, um, I have, I'm an author and I write articles. I have a column and I write for different websites in addition to my own. Mm -hmm. So, and I've, I've always liked to write. That was like my, my source of release. So I remember staying up late one night, um, everybody was asleep and it was just me and my backlit keyboard And I'm typing out as fast as I can and I'm just like rambling on and on and on on my computer screen. And some of the things that I typed were really scary because they were the truth and they were the things that were in my heart. And it was really scary to um, see them and read them out loud. But also through that process, I realized there were six things that I wasn't doing. And and the first one, I I call them mom resolutions. And the first one was Mm. I am valuable. And I had forgotten my value. I had forgotten that I wasn't about the number of diapers that I changed or how many bottles I cleaned or how quickly I could fold laundry. That wasn't me, that I was valuable based on who I was, uh, the divine source that I came from, the talents and the gifts that I had, and the person that I was outside of motherhood. So that Mm. was the first one. I am valuable. Yeah. It's easy to lose track of that, isn't it? Yeah, it was really easy. Um, And I think part of it is like this guilt complex. And it was why it was even hard for me to admit that I was unhappy Mm -hmm. as a mom because I was supposed to be happy and a part of me was happy. But you put your worth on um, how fancy the kid's birthday party is or how creative the Valentine invitations are. And for those moms that are out there listening, like it sounds ridiculous, but there's a truth to it. And Pinterest Uh, doesn't help with that. I was just thinking about Pinterest, (laughs) Nicole. And you mentioned this in the preface of your book that we we see all of these images out there about how we're supposed to look, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's not realistic. I think it's helpful in terms of 
you know, setting a direction or a creative project um, right. to give us something to, to go toward, but to use it as a standard and judge ourselves based on that, oh, it can be just completely destructive. Right. Absolutely. So I am valuable. That's the first of, you said there's six of these, right? Yeah, they're all different. And I wouldn't say that one is any more important than the other, but they do kind of build on each other. So that's why we start with our own worth and our value. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it is a physical thing, like prioritizing um, a shower or for the the moms with really young kids, like putting on lip gloss. And then as our kids get older, you know, it turns into things like making time for yourself and, and exercising and the things that take up more chunks of time throughout our day. Um, and then once we understand our value, part of that is dipping into our talents and our raw abilities and the things that we're really good at. And mm-hmm. that leads us into a mom resolution number two, which is dreams are real. And that's about oh. embracing those things that we're meant to do. Instead of seeing that as, as just some pie in the sky, unrealistic, I'll never be able to do that. Right. In my experience, what I found for the, the women that I know and work with, many of us, we've always dreamed of being a mom, right? Like we want to have a family. Many, many of us do. And that's fantastic. But we always had other dreams too, you know? I want to do charity work. I want to be an author. That was one of mine. I want to be a nurse, whatever their, their goals are. Um, and then it's as if, um, the minute that we become a mom, those other goals have to be put on hold. And, and I don't believe that. I don't believe that just because we became a mother, that all of our other goals no longer matter, that any of our other dreams no longer matter. Mm -hmm. I believe that we can be a mom and those other things that we wanted to do. In fact, I believe that if we ignore those dreams and those, those things that we're supposed to do, we're ignoring our gifts and talents because our gifts and talents lead us to the dream. And in doing so, Mm. we shut down an important part of who we're meant to be. And that does not lead to happiness. Oh, I think you are right on. And when you said that it's our talents and our unique yeah. set of abilities that leads to our dreams in the first place. There's a reason why you have the dreams you have. Yeah, absolutely. And they're always a little different, aren't they, from someone else, which is as yeah. it should be. Yeah, and it's important. So when we focus just on motherhood, it's quite possible that the dreams that we have, or, or parenthood for the dads that are listening, it's important that um, we realize that the gifts and talents we have, they might not translate all the way through to parenthood. <laughs> and so that's, right. that means that like parenthood can be really tricky and hard because it's not all that we're meant to do. It doesn't use mm-hmm. our talents to their fullest. Right. And... You will find yourself doing things. Now, Nicole, my kids are all adults now. Right. But I remember. And there were times when I was home with the little kids and doing things like cleaning up a spill or changing a diaper and thinking, what does this have to do with what I'm uniquely put on this earth to do? And Mm -hmm. the task itself... Not so much, but when it's in the context of my role as a father and relationships that I have with these these precious souls that were entrusted to my care, um, yeah, then it makes more sense. And like you're saying, 
You don't give up your dreams. In fact, you find a way to preserve them and capitalize on those. Yeah. And that's uh, what actually leads us into the next resolution, which is define and protect my roles. So I'm going to repeat that because it's so important. Define and protect my roles. And that's exactly what you were just talking about. So one of your roles is, you know, father and Mm -hmm. spouse. And and those are actually two separate roles. So I'm the same. I'm a mother. And I'm a wife. And those are some of the roles that we have. I I have an individual self or, uh, you know, a a daughter of a divine creator. That's one of my roles. Mm -hmm. And we list out all of our roles. And then we have to pick the ones that are most important to us. Because those people that are really overwhelmed, they probably have a dozen roles. And that is too many to be effective at your most important. Mm. And some of them we sign up for and others are just kind of handed to us, aren't they? Right. Right. And they change, you know, um, if you're, if you're older, you might be the caregiver of your own parents. If you live close to family, you might, um, be the sibling role might, might take up a lot of your time. It, it always depends on your circumstances and it's always changing, but it's really important that we know what our roles are. And hopefully one of those roles includes something that that matches our dream. And that's a whole different conversation. Mm -hmm. And then once we know our roles, we have to protect them because that's what's important to us. Often those roles match our values. And then it's really important Mm. that our calendar matches our values so that our calendar matches our roles. And it all kind of is like this, this cycle, this circle of balance. This is one thing I've always appreciated about you, Nicole. You are so practical and get down to the, to the nuts and bolts of what we're talking about. Folks, this is Nicole Carpenter at Live On Purpose Radio today. When we come back from this first break, Nicole, let's, let's dive into the other three because you said there are six and we've got yes. three so far. Yes. Awesome. We will be right back. that I'm excited about positive psychology. Finally, there is an app that is available to help you feed your happy. My friend Scott Wilhite developed this app. Scott, tell us about it. Well, uh, it's called Feed Your Happy. It's like seven habits meets the Fitbit, where you get Mm, mental training on seven core skills to happiness, and you get the tracking ability too, so that you can chart. Anything you chart improves faster. If you like apps, if you like games, if you like happy, this is it. Feed Your Happy, it's available now in the App Store. Welcome back. We've got Nicole Carpenter here today at Live On Purpose Radio. Nicole, you have cued this up nicely with these uh, six, what did you call them again? Mom resolutions. Mom resolutions. (laughs) They work for dads too, though. That's good because (laughs) I'm I'm thinking I'm not a mom, but these are making sense to me. So we can translate that. And the three that we've covered so far, far, I am valuable, tuning into your own worth. That's first. Second, dreams are real. Pay attention to them. There's a reason why you have your dreams. And then, Nicole, you, you went in to define and protect your roles. Yes. Which we were talking about just before the break. And there's so many roles that we get into. It's important to acknowledge which of those are most important to you so that you can spend your time and your other resources accordingly. Right. 
days. Right. So what's next? So the fourth one is leverage my time. And obviously it helps us to know how to spend our time when we know what our roles are. So we do have to spend um, a little bit of focus if you're doing this at, at home on your own, listing out your roles. But once you understand what your roles are, then we're going to make the most of your time. Um, if you're a busy parent, this might be utilizing um, carpool or your drive home. It could be as simple as listening to this awesome podcast on your way home from work mm-hmm. as opposed to just zoning out to some music. Or listening to the negative news. Yes, exactly, <laughs> which would be counterintuitive to what we're trying to do here today. That's right. So leverage my time. You're just talking about a, a resource that we all have. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, we only have 24 hours. I mean, that's it. But we can choose to use it. Um, oftentimes yes. when I'm teaching my clients and working with other women on this, we also have to touch a lot on setting realistic expectations mm-hmm. that that rolls into managing our time and leveraging our time. Um, you know, you know what? I've had a lot of clients who, who know because of their values and because of what they've been able to figure out already that they want to do something differently, but I mm-hmm. don't have time, they say. Yeah. And it's always a lie. Yep. Do you agree? Yep, I do. It, it, it's just, it, just be, it comes down to the fact of do you want it bad enough? Because you have to make yes. a sacrifice. So what are you going to leverage, whether you're going to try to do two things at once or what are you going to sacrifice? Is it sleep? Is it that show on Netflix that you can't stop binge watching? You know, what is Uh it that you're going to sacrifice? And it's a little harsh, maybe, Nicole, for me to say that it's always a lie. You said just a few minutes ago, we only have 24 hours a day. But check it out. We've got 24 hours every day. Awesome. Cool is that? Now the only question is, how are we going to spend them, right? Yeah. So when you say leverage my time, I'm hearing also be really selective about what you choose to spend it on. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most important things I think comes down to how we spend even the first 15 minutes or 20 minutes of our day once Mm -hmm. we're out of bed, of course. And, you know, a lot of successful people, they wake up super early and spend an entire hour of reading or writing or doing things that make them incredibly successful. But I think even for just our, us average Joe people, if we can take 15 minutes or 20 minutes to ground ourselves every day with our daily purpose, with our divine source, then it really helps the other um, hours in the day line up and work in our favor. Right. That is something that has been validated and verified through the research, through clinical experience. You're right on. Awesome. Okay, leverage my time. Now, I'm, I'm counting four so far. What's number five? Cherish my children. Cherish my children. Talk about yeah. that. Well, I think this is easier to do. At least it is for me as my kids get older. But man, in those early years, it was so hard to see the value that they had as well, right? Because we're trying to see our own value. But it really took effort for me to see them as the person that they are or the person that they're meant to be and not just see them for the crayons that are the, the crayon marks on every single wall or 
uh, once I had one of my boys put a hundred holes in a wall with a toy and that was a really hard day. And days like uh, that, it's hard to cherish your kids, but, uh, they are so moldable that it's important that we make the moments count. <laughs> Nicole, as you're sharing that, how many, how many of us as parents have experienced something along those lines, right? The hundred holes in the wall. And it, it called to mind a story, I think it was uh, Blaine Jorgensen told this story about a couple that was lying in bed one morning and they just, you know, having that pillow talk and whispering quietly before the kids woke up. And the father was a little upset and maybe a little is an understatement. The boys the day before had completely stripped their apple tree of mm. all of these little green apples that were growing. They made wonderful ballistics, you know, throwing them around at each other and having their wars. But they had stripped the tree. And the father was a little upset about that. Well, the mom listened for a while and then gently confronted him by saying, Honey, but we're not raising apples. Mm-hmm. We're raising boys. And it totally changed the perspective. Now, that's still a hassle, right? Still an inconvenience. When we get clear about the priorities, uh, it's a lot easier to deal with those inconveniences that come up along the way. Yeah, it really is. One of um, my favorite quotes, and I'm, I can't remember where, where, I, where I read it, but it was um, that children are more important than things. And that's been, it's just like your Apple story, you know? Yeah. It's so easy to think that an expensive lamp that is broken is more important than the child who broke it in that moment. But we just have to focus on our kids. We have to cherish our children. That's a game changer. And I, I know the quote that you're talking about. I've, I've seen it in my sister's home. She has a pillow that has a cross-stitched cover on it that says the most important things in life are not things. Yeah, I think that's it. Cherish my children. Love it. And then the sixth one. Everyone needs playdates. So as parents, we are really quick to schedule play dates, which is silly because as a kid, I never had a scheduled play date and I grew up just fine. <laughs> but anymore, uh. that, that's what people do. You know, they, they schedule play dates for their kids. But one of the things I noticed as a struggling mom was that I was not scheduling time for me. So even the moms need play dates, whether that's mm. time with your spouse, um, time at professional organizations, like where we met, you know, we met at the National Speakers Association. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I would have never done before I understood the importance of this. Uh, so everyone needs play dates. It, it comes down to getting that time away to refresh as a person. But this this resolution also links in very much so to networking. And the networking is what's required uh, to work towards your dream. No matter what your dream is, you're going to have to meet people and have experiences. And that comes through professional organizations or business lunches or whatever it is that you're supposed to do. And you've got to make time for that. Hmm. There's an interesting thing that I just heard in what you were saying, because this is a way to accelerate and improve our business and our work, but I'm also hearing from you, this is an important thing to do personally. Yeah. So that you're taking care of you. 
Yeah. And I hear a lot of moms that, and you'll see pictures posted on Facebook sometimes of a crazy stressed out mom who says, I went to Walmart all by myself. That is awesome. Uh And in the moment it is awesome. I've had days like that where just leaving the house was, was great. But in the long run, (laughs) that doesn't count, you know, in the long run, it's gotta be something that's, that's more, um, solidified than just a trip to the grocery store by yourself. Yeah. And let's not forget the importance of recreation. I think there's a reason, Nicole, why you picked the word play in that particular statement. Um, Recreation is, you look at your kids, for example, they spend close to 100% of their time until they reach a certain age playing. That's what they do. It's like the work of childhood. And we lose track of that sometimes as adults. Just the importance of having that fresh appreciation for the world around us and to be inquisitive and to look at things and see how they work and and to play. I think that's important. Yeah. And it, it's funny too, because the things that you love to do, the things that that you do and, and lose track of time, often those lead back in to those talents that you have and those natural things that you love and point you back in the direction of your dreams. Right. Which brings us back to the, to the earlier parts of the list. Now, Nicole, when you introduced this to us, this is what you learned in the process of climbing out of your own hole, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, what have you observed as you've shared this with other people? What are you hearing back from them? Well, I love sharing these and, and I hear that they're transformational, but what I have found is that there's kind of two stages of people. There's Mm. those that are totally drowning and just knowing that, that their value and knowing that they can still believe in their own dreams is really freeing for them. But once we have come up for air, then I have found the second step, the second stage that's really hard is to create time for everything else. Mm. So really, once you feel like you're not drowning, then the rest of the effort revolves around knowing your priorities, making time for them, um, treating time like a friend and not hating it, finding that balance. Do you have in this this last minute or or two, do you have a brain hack or some kind of strategy that you can share with us on that? To, how do we take control of the time in a way that helps us to, to take some of those first steps and move forward? What have you found? Um, probably the, the biggest thing that I would want to share is that we think that time needs to be balanced and that it, there's like this level of perfection that we're going to eventually reach and we'll be able to quote unquote do it all. But that is a farce. Mm. It, life balance like that does not exist. What, what does exist is a series of experiences back to back that, that lead us down what I like to look at like a roller coaster. Sometimes it's easy and it's just a few hills. Sometimes you're turned upside down in a, in a loop-de-loop or an intense corkscrew and you don't know if you're ever going to survive. So what's really important is that we have these core tools, these strategies that we need so that we can hold on and not only survive the ride, but enjoy the ride and just realize mm. that it's cyclical. And if you're having a bad month or a bad year, 
just hang on. It'll level out and you'll be able to find a sense of balance again. Ah, what a great perspective, Nicole. You've got some tools, some resources available through your website, true? Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of articles that are there available at momentity.com, but I've also got these six mom resolutions packaged into what I call a mom relief kit. And it's great for, Ah. for all the women that are listening or even the men that, that want a better handle on this. Or if you know, a stressed out, overwhelmed mom, it's a free download. So you can go to momentity.com, put in your um, email address, and I will send you an audio training that goes into detail on each of these six things, as well as a printable workbook that you can print out and work through these things on your own. It's totally free. Nice. And thank you for offering that. So that's momentity, E-N-T-I-T-Y.com. Yep. Like identity and motherhood combined. Mom entity. Awesome. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me at Live on Purpose Radio today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. It was all ours. Folks, this is it. It's time. Go out there and live on purpose. Purpose.